Apologies in advance for some minor audio issues that took place during the recording of the following segment. James E. James E. update this one covering a major story in wrestling vince mcmahon <laughs> has come back and here to talk about it the leader of the cult of cornet mr jim cornet murder you say oh but you know brian once again you have prognosticated things approximating this but you're the business-minded fellow you got your ear to the ground in wall street and i'm more of the main street guy maybe even the hershey highway i've got my ear to all the poop <laughs> and uh he just he could just do this apparently all along so i don't know actually now why it took him this long but i'll tell you we're, we're going to analyze what's going on here folks but the motivation comes down to one of two things Either they have been intending to sell the company this year along with the media rights and, and he's a, nobody going to do that except me. Or he has decided now as Vince often does when he gets an idea in his head that this is the right thing to do, that they're going to explore sales and the media rights at the same time. And ain't nobody going to do that, but him, but one way or another, when somebody hands some other motherfucker a check for $5 billion, that other motherfucker receiving it is going to be Vince McMahon. And I mean, I can't blame him. He, it, it, it's his crop. He planted the seeds. He watered it. He cultivated the soil. He did all this. And now, by God, he's going to walk across hell with gasoline britches on to make sure that nobody gets handed that check but him. Well, I think you hit on a major thing here, which is the idea that if there is going to be a sale, it better tie into the media rights fee and wherever they're going to go, because otherwise, what are you really buying? But why don't we take a step back and explain what we're talking about here? <laughs> Yesterday afternoon, as we are recording, the Wall Street Journal broke an article by Lauren Thomas. Vince McMahon plots return to WWE Majority owner intends to come back to pursue a sale of the business. Vince McMahon, the majority owner and former chief executive of World Wrestling Entertainment, Inc., who retired last year amid a misconduct probe, 
plans to return to the company and pursue a sale of the business. Mr. McMahon, who has majority voting power through his ownership of WWE's Class B stock, said Thursday he had told the company that he is electing himself (laughs) and two former co-presidents and directors, Michelle Wilson and George Barrios, to the board, confirming an earlier Wall Street Journal report. The move to reinstate Mr. McMahon, which the board previously rebuffed, and the others will require three current directors to vacate their positions. Why don't we pause there for a second? I was about to say, pause there. First of all, I just love the phrase, electing himself. And also, Michelle Wilson and George Berrios are the two co-presidents that he fired three years ago when he brought Nick Khan in, right? That's right. And now they they have returned uh, after starting some company of their own. But Again, requiring three current directors to vacate their positions. Do you want to spoil those names now, or should we continue? Uh, Well, I mean, the one interesting name, of course, is the one who, and I don't have the name in front of me, uh, is it Manjeet Singh? Well, no, no, he he wasn't removed. He resigned. He resigned. See, I got a list. I got a list of the people that they just said, "Thank you for coming. Get the fuck out of here." (laughs) I'm putting. Oh, you got the list. Let's do it. Yes, Joe Ellen Dillon. So JJ's daughter, after all these years of service, cast aside like an old shoe. Now, Joe Ellen Dillon, Jeffrey Speed, and Alan Wexler. Why does that sound like a record company executive or a high-priced attorney? Jerry Wexler from Atlantic Records. Okay. Well, yeah, Alan Wexler is his black sheep brother. Uh, they have been cast aside like yesterday's garbage. Cause Vince said here, I'm, I'm coming in and I need three chairs for me, Michelle and George. So fuck you guys. And they're gone. But the resignations upon the news of this were Ignace Lahoud. Oh no. And, and I know you had high hopes for him, well, right? When you lose Ignace, what hope do you have? He was doing some good work. And Manjit Singh resigned. He was the leading investigator. There it is. From what they say in the in the Vince McMahon investigation. So, but here's the thing: what kind of a fucking knucklehead was old Manjit? Because he was investigating and trying to, you know, uh, force out Vince McMahon. When uh, all along Vince can just do this. I thought it would be more difficult than this. He just comes in. No, you three, you're gone. Me, George, and Michelle coming in. I run this. It's mine. I run this show. I'm the boss. And all you have to do is give Wall Street a whiff of a sale and the stock will shoot up. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Yeah. Well, now I see it's 20.67% up from what? 24 hours ago. Uh, because not because Vince is, although I'm sure he's taking it that way because Vince is back, but because now everybody, they're going to sell this thing for $10 billion. But go on with the article. There's still good stuff. Mr. McMahon, whose abrupt departure in July 2022 followed disclosures by the journal of multiple payouts to women who had alleged sexual misconduct and infidelity, expects he will be able to assume the role of executive chairman though he would need board approval for that, people said. Apparently, well, apparently, 
Apparently not either that or he just he makes the board up of people who will give him approval of that. But go ahead. It isn't clear where that would leave his daughter, Stephanie McMahon. After his departure, she took over as chairwoman and co-CEO alongside Nick Khan, the company's former president. WWE shares rose more than 10% in extended trading Thursday on the news. Mr. McMahon, 77 years old sent a letter to WWE's board in late December detailing his desire to return to the company he ran for four decades to help guide a strategic review process, according to people familiar with the matter. Mr. McMahon thinks there is a narrow window to kick off a sales process because WWE's media rights, including for its flagship programs Raw and SmackDown, are about to be renegotiated, according to the people. The people. Mr. McMahon thinks the media landscape is evolving quickly and more companies are looking to own the intellectual property they use on their streaming platforms, making WWE an attractive takeover target, the people said. The people. WWE, which generates most of its revenue from selling content rights, posted its first year of over $1 billion in revenue in 2021. The company had a market value of just more than $5 billion as of Thursday's close. While still yet selling fewer tickets than ever before. <laughs> well, it says here what the business is, the meat the, the business, excuse yeah. me, the business is the media rights. And yeah. that's let's stop here because this is an important part of it. Vince is right that if you're gonna sell the company, you have to tie it in with this. Because otherwise, like I said before, what are you selling? What are you buying? Well, somebody was just saying that. You know, with these numbers are getting up to the point where if, you know, Bill's network is going to pay a billion dollars to some organization to carry their programming for three or four years and they can buy the organization and own everything forward and backward for three or four times that, why the fuck not, right? At this point, these numbers are insane. I was talking to a media person the other day who is a younger person and had no idea that television stations didn't pay wrestling promotions in the territory days, anything. Well, you know, Memphis got 1500 bucks a week and the production in the studio, most promotions didn't get paid. They didn't get paid since back in the days of network television in the early fifties. And so that was non-existent. They, they subsisted on ticket sales. Merchandising was nil. And now it's completely reversed where you get more money from uh, the television stations, networks than you do from anything else. And there's fewer people than ever buying tickets, but they spend more on merchandise per head. So it's completely turned upside down. It does make it less attractive to a live event business. Those businesses are struggling right now coming out of the pandemic. If you're buying a wrestling company, which is drastically cut down even before the pandemic on live events because they can't draw. Again, what are you buying? You're buying initials. You know, what are you buying? Yeah. Well, you're buying the, the, the trademark, the goodwill, the aura that any company like that has built up over being the Coca-Cola or the Kleenex of that industry and the history and the, the, the infrastructure. Basically, the media rights fee, more than likely, and you never know, 
but they're not going to get as much now as they would have gotten a couple of years ago, just because of the realities of where the world is today, where the ad dollars are today, where the economy is, where television is, where streaming is. They're not going to get probably what they would have gotten a few years ago. So again, if you're going to sell the company, you have to tie that in with it. And then it becomes, who's really spending all this money on content right now? Is Disney going to all of a sudden spend more for WWE than anything else they've purchased? No way. No it's gotta way. Be, it's got to be NBC, doesn't it? NBC or Fox seem like the likely candidates. You never should forget a company like Liberty Media that's out there. But you would think NBC, someone has a streaming platform that WWE has already built into and a longstanding relationship with WWE programming on its cable platform and even on its network TV, but that's different management, different everything going back so many years. NBC seems more likely. The people that think Disney, Disney makes no sense. Well, I think you can see the crossovers with Stone Cold coming out and stunning Minnie Mouse and Mickey coming back to get even with a blood feud. But there's a good example of why it doesn't make sense. Even if you wanted to have Stone Cold, you couldn't have Steve Austin. You could have the trademark <laughs> you own, but not the actual person. This is going to be generic bald people walking around a theme park in vests in the summer. <laughs> yeah, what, what's your summer job? I'm going to be Stone Cold over at Disney. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's go back to the article here, Jim. Please do. The board responded last month in a letter to Mr. McMahon that it was prepared to initiate a review process and would welcome working with him on it. However, it said it unanimously agreed that Mr. McMahon's return to the business wouldn't be in the shareholder's best interest, according to people familiar with the letters. The board also asked Mr. McMahon To confirm his commitment to repay expenses incurred by WWE related to an investigation of the allegations and requested that he agree not to return to the company during government probes of the matter, the people said. The people. Mr. McMahon said in response that he remains willing to continue working to complete any reimbursement for reasonable expenses related to the investigation to the extent they aren't covered by insurance but he declined to agree not to return to the company. He has communicated to the board that unless he has direct involvement as executive chairman from the outset of strategic review, he won't support or approve any media rights deal or sale, the people said. Let's stop I there. I was about to say, hold on again there. He's basically saying, look, whether you want to sell this thing or you don't, if I'm not on board with it, it ain't going to happen. Unless I'm in charge here, unless I'm supervising this or involved in this or whatever, I'm running a show. You can't sell it to Disney, NBC, Peacock, Pete's Lemonade Stand, or any place else. And that's, he's got them, right? Because he, he has 80% of the voting power. To do anything. Do you think he has a buyer? He may very well. If he's going to, the, he may think he does, or he may have talked to somebody, or he may have decided that somebody's the perfect person. They just don't know it yet. But all of a sudden, that's why I say he, he wants to be the guy to do this. And he may realize that if it's 
another three years before the next media rights of three years, four years, two years, five years, however long. He may not be around. So he's like, okay, now is the time. But right there, I won't support any sale to anybody or any media rights deal to anybody unless I'm involved in making it. Unless I'm in charge of making it. Yeah. So what are they going to do now? There's so many different things to talk about here. So why don't we take a step back and talk about something that's maybe the least serious of it all. If you are a wrestler or wrestling personnel that returned to WWE under the guise or under the promise that Vince McMahon was gone from the company, it's a new day, new people in charge, we're not going to do things the way it used to be done, we treat the boys differently, whatever it may be. If you're someone who returned to the company, what do you think right now? You know, well, I think they're probably all freaking out, but in all honesty, I think that's the least of their issues. Vince isn't coming back to fix the fucking creative. Vince is coming back to sell this son of a bitch. And with that being, in this year, they're going to be reviewing the media rights deals and trying to get more money from whoever. They're obviously now going to be entertaining suitors to buy the thing outright. Do you think that Vince is coming back? Yeah, that fucking Johnny Gargano's on Raw. God damn it, pal. Hey, listen, I promise you that probably is one of those things. But let me ask you this as someone who sat in the room with him and worked with him. What was he more obsessed with? Working on the business of WWE or the creative of WWE? <sighs> and well, at that time, they were so intertwined that you couldn't really separate them because if the creative wasn't any good and the ratings weren't any good, the ticket sales and the pay-per-views weren't any good. Because you're but assuming I'm just going to be here for the sale. I'm not going to say, hey, you know what? I think we're doing things wrong on Raw. I'm going to just have Bruce send my changes over to the show. I don't know that he's going to have time. I don't know. I think it, if it took long enough, he would probably get there. But I think the main focus, and especially with people obviously trying to I don't want to say undermine, but not let this happen, even though it's already happened, apparently. If people were against it, he's going to have to be navigating all that shit. If it if it was another couple of years, yeah, he'll probably get down to that. But I think at this point, he's going to concentrate on the major things of making this thing as valuable as possible. Will he talk Steve Austin into coming back and doing something? Will John Cena show up again? The Rock, are we going to throw oh, money at him? Hot-shotting until you get a sale. That's what you're saying. Hot-shot. The, the, he's going to prioritize the main shit as well as spend all of his time with the lawyers and the negotiators and the accountants and all this stuff. I don't think he's going to be micromanaging creative again in two weeks. This is a this is a big deal. This is bigger than the boys right now. Here's the thing. They may benefit by this if he the stock's already up. People want a sale, apparently. It's not like they want Vince back in charge. They want a sale. So if they give him a sale, company's gonna be worth more money, blah, blah, blah. Maybe another more real world business will treat the talent better from a financial standpoint or from a, a benefit standpoint or whatever, but then also some complete entity that's completely removed from wrestling, even if Triple H is still there, if Stephanie's still whatever, 
they may turn it into the uh, a clown show to make AEW look like fucking Mid-South Wrestling. So who knows? But I don't think that the individual boys that came back because they didn't want to be booked by Vince are currently going to have anything to worry about. This is bigger than that. Well, Jim, going back to this article here, let me finish things off. Mr. McMahon retired as WWE chief executive and chairman in July amid a board investigation of sexual misconduct claims against him. The journal reported that he had agreed to pay more than $12 million in secret settlements since 2006 to his accusers. The Securities and Exchange Commission and federal prosecutors launched inquiries into the payments. WWE later disclosed additional payments in 2007 and 2009, totaling $5 million that it said were unrelated to the allegations of misconduct that led to its internal investigation. WWE's board ultimately found that the payments, though made by Mr. McMahon personally, should have been booked as WWE expenses because they benefited the company. Mr. McMahon had told people that he intended to make a comeback at WWE, the journal reported last month. He said that he received bad advice from people close to him last year <laughs> to step down, according to the people familiar with his comments. Who's close to Vince? Stephanie, Triple H, Nick Khan. Well, let's we'll talk about the board right now because uh, they updated this article as of today, as of Friday, because it all happened. Uh, Mr. McMahon, who has majority voting power, put him and Barrios and Wilson on the board. WWE said in a news release Friday that Mr. McMahon had removed Joe Ellen Lyons Dillon, <laughs> Jeffrey R. Speed, there they go again, and Alan M. Wexler from the board. In addition, Ignis Lahoud and Manjeet Singh had resigned as board members effective Friday, the company said. So it's not just McMahon and his two chosen people taking three seats on the board. Two other people said, fuck this and quit. Yeah, and again, but th then the problem becomes, we were talking about, oh, isn't it convenient? Are they going to say no to Vince? Maybe they were the ones saying no to Vince all along. And now what's going to happen if we've got a, a six-person tag with Nick Khan, Stephanie, and Triple H on one side and Vince and George and Michelle on the other side and the three miscellaneous civilians in the middle going, what the fuck is going on here? You know, we should have gotten into oil or fucking the automotive industry or whatever. Watch Nick Khan quit. Well, it, you know... <laughs> Here's the thing. If he realizes he can't win, watch him go back and do something else. I don't know if it's funny, but it certainly may fit the definition of ironic that Vince McMahon forced himself back into office on January 6th. <laughs> I did not even realize. Think that. about this now. It's perfect. It's perfect. He probably got the idea from Donald. But again, well, let's let's look at the. Hold on here. I've got a statistic. A statistic on uh, the voting power in the WWE, and this is by young Brandon Thurston. I've never met this young man, but he seems to have a. This seems to be his wheelhouse. He's got a grip on these figures and business things. Apparently, what they did when they went public with the stock and etc. What twenty years ago now. They've got two classes of stock shares, and this is common, they say, for many publicly traded companies. 
But the McMahon family owned Class B stock, which the Class B shares each have 10 times the voting power over Class A common stock, right? And the only people who got Class B shares were McMahon family members. Linda has some, Stephanie's got some, Shane had some, but he sold all of his when he left company years ago. And only Vince or Linda or their descendants can actually own Class B stock. If they sell some of their Class B stock, it's converted to Class A stock because nobody else can can hold that kind of stock. Even poor Triple H can only own Class A shares, right? He gets Class so, H. But that, they should make a special, a spe, a special, a special, a special classification. <laughs> All right. Well, it's breaking news, folks. We're not polished. <laughs> we're, we're out here in the trenches on the battlefield. We got the shells whistling over our heads. So here are the stockholders in the WWE with voting power. Beginning with small and going up to big. Apparently, there's an investment group called Vanguard that has a, a 1.2% of the voting power in the WWE. They are headquartered in Pennsylvania, hold 5.4% of the shares, about 1% of the voting power. They hold shares in thousands of companies. Their assets were worth more than $6 trillion in 2020. Um, next is, hold on here, with 1.7% BlackRock Incorporated. Didn't they do some dirty shit over in Iran or Iraq or Afghanistan or something, BlackRock, weren't they in trouble at one time? I don't know if it's the same BlackRock, but that was uh, BlackRock, yes. BlackRock Incorporated. Well, it's going to be a bad day at BlackRock when they find out that they've got 8% of WWE stock, but less than 2% of the voting rights. That was the name of the old CBS headquarters in New York on uh, 6th Avenue, BlackRock. Well, they they've now diversified. Uh, Linda McMahon. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, she owns 1.6%, one tenth of a percent less than BlackRock, but she's the, they're, they're class B shares. So even though she owns less than 1% of the total stock, her voting power is 1.6. Stephanie McMahon, WWE's chief brandy officer. <laughs> Uh, no, now she's co-chairwoman now. And also a member of the board of directors. She holds about 2.5% of all shares and 5% of voting power, but this doesn't include the shares held by her husband, Triple H. His shares are just a fraction of Stephanie's, just a mere, a morsel, a minute portion, a little, a little drava there. And next, listen to this now, Linzel Train Limited, the largest institutional owner of WWE shares. They own about 15% of the shares, but less than 4% of the voting power. The UK-based firm is majority owned by founders Nick Train and Michael Linzel. So Linzel Train, I thought that was like, you know, the fucking... Well, oh, God damn it. Now I've gone blank on the manufacture of all those great old toy trains. A Lionel train. Lionel. 
And then finally, now the other. And finally, Duncan Yo-Yo has. Well, no, <laughs> the Duncan Yo-Yo. I actually went over here to a five and dime store when I was a kid to see the Yo-Yo champion come over and, and walk the dog and do shit like oh, that. Oh, no way. That's awesome. It, it was, He was pretty cool. And he had the glow-in-the-dark yo-yo and everything. But anyway, now there are other people, obviously, that own shares of stock, financial institutions, personal people, each with less than 1% of voting power or units or whatever. That's about 6%. And Vince McMahon has 38% of the shares of stock and 81% of the voting power. All by him. They can't pull an Ole and a Barnett on Uncle Vince. He can't be, they can't, everybody else could get together and try to say, fuck you. And Vince has four fifths of the voting power by himself. So that's that split up there for you, pal. So as we've talked about, because. The Wall Street Journal had a story a few weeks back about Vince wanting to come back. You can go back even further, and we talked about it on the air, he still has this voting stock. He could still technically come back and do things. Here we have that day upon us. Royal Rumble's in a few weeks. WrestleMania's around the corner. What do you think? I don't know. How do you think this affects WWE? And you know what I just thought of? I'm thinking of potential buyers. Sorry to interrupt my own question here, <laughs> but they're going to want a lot of money. They're going to want like four or five billion dollars at least. They're going to want a lot of bread, Jack. I don't think it's worth that, especially if the rights fees go down and if the person buying it is the person that would be potentially bidding against themselves for the rights fee. Do you think the Saudis would buy WWE? Oh, good God. You know, I, because it has to be someone willing to spend stupid money and not realizing what they're really buying and not buying. And I don't know. Again, I think everyone points to Disney. I'm a Disney shareholder and I'm a big admirer of their CEO, Bob Iger, who just returned. He's made some major deals. Whatever, $4 billion for Marvel or, uh, you know, Lucasfilm, Star Wars. Pixar, all these different things that have happened over the years. Do I think WWE is worth anywhere near the same value as those brands? No way. And do I think a seasoned CEO like that would see that? Probably. So I think I think that takes Disney off the board. Plus the theme park issues we've already discussed. So then you're down to NBC. I mean, I don't think anyone's saying Oh, come on, The Undertaker's last ride, you don't think that'd be a big hit? People stand in line for four hours to get dropped on their head or whatever. At this point, you couldn't make any ride about any wrestler because you have to expect at some point in a couple of years, it'll be some story, he took his dick out and he chased people (laughs) on the street. You just have to expect it. On the street. Instead of in the, inside the restaurant where it's, it's, Accepted and called for. He did it right out in the street. Chased him out of the restaurant, into the street, and then down the street. None of this really happened, ladies and gentlemen. With his dick out. (laughs) But this also wouldn't work at Disney, is my point. So I think people who look at Disney, who have traditionally been very smart with their dollars and the shareholder dollars, I don't think that's a fit at all. 
Well, you talked, you asked about the Saudis 15 minutes ago, and I'll say, yes, they might want to spend that stupid money, but at the same time, would would that not just ruin the goodwill that any goodwill that the WWE might have, you know, in this country and or uh, affiliated countries completely would, would they want to do, or would they give a shit if the Saudis were willing to pay five or $6 billion? Okay. Cut your own throat. And then everybody goes, oh, fuck you. We don't want to watch anymore. Cause you're a bunch of Saudis. What, 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 what do the Saudis own in the United States that, de- if you know or if anybody knows, that depends on people support, that, that people publicly know they own this business or entity and people have to patronize this? I know they've got a bunch of different the businesses family. you never know. Yeah. So what, is there anything that they own in the way of, of an entertainment or a high-profile Something like that, that people would have to support in large numbers and may have a problem with it? Other than politicians, I don't know what they own in terms of this in the States, but there's a reason they started making these major deals with WWE to come over there. If they're up for sale, it's not outrageous to think they'd be in it. Because again, when you start thinking, who would actually be in it to buy WWE? And here's the other thing I want you to think about. To bring us back to the Mets, because we always have to. And there's some kind of fucking, <laughs> there's a horn or something out there. It almost sounds like a ship is about to dock and I'm nowhere near the ocean. It has gone oh, away. Well, you, you know you're on the pier again. Well, what I was going to say those, is this. Those sailors coming in, furlough. For many years, the Mets had bad ownership. And the billionaire owner put his son in charge of the team. And it created all the problems that happen when a billionaire puts a child with no actual business experience and no personal skills and thinks he's a genius, puts him in charge. The things that happen, happen. They also ran out of money because so many of the things they did were funded on bullshit money because of Bernie Madoff, giving them fantasy money they never actually earned. That's how they financed their network, deferred contracts like Bobby Bonilla, their stadium, everything. Eventually, they had to sell, and they had a minority shareholder, Steve Cohn, the present owner of the Mets, because it ended up happening. He said he was willing to do it, one of the richest guys in the United States, and he's a Mets fan. They tried to structure a deal where he could buy the team. However, he had to agree that I think for like the next eight years, it would be run by Jeff Wilpon, the son. <laughs> and eventually he backed out. He said, no fucking way. There's no way I'm doing this. It may not have been eight years. It may have been a few years less. But the point was, you get all this, except you have to keep this person. It didn't work out. Eventually he ended up buying the team, outbid the awful group led by A-Rod and J-Lo. Do you think Vince would try to look for a buyer that would put him in charge? You know, if he was younger, I think Vince still has to be somewhat realistic down deep in there somewhere. If he was younger, I think that would almost be a certainty. But at this point now, does he just want the final, I'm going to wipe it in the face of the the board and everybody told me to retire. I'm going to come back. Stock's going to shoot up through the roof. We're going to get this thing sold. Somebody's going to hand me $5 billion and then boom, and I'm on to my next thing. I, I I don't know at this point if he would say I've got to be, you know, that would be a sticking point on the deal. I got to be in charge. 
he had several months at home to come up with the next thing, and his decision was, I want to go back and take it over. Well, he hadn't finished this thing yet. That's a, That has had That's the question. at him. That's the question. Do you think he just wants to be the person to sell it because he's the person that built it, or do you think he wants to make sure it's in his hands, whether he owns it or whether someone else owns it? I don't know. I'll, I'll say right now, he wants the big check and he wants to be responsible for the sale and he wants to take the glory at this point. I think he may realize that it's coming to an end one way or the other and he can... Because here's the thing, would Vince rather run the company for another five years and only get $2 billion for it then? Or would he rather get five or $6 billion now? It's It's the... Total on the tote board for Vince. He would consider that a bigger win than if he ran it longer and got less. He really would. He would consider he did a better job. So it wouldn't be like I, you know, I I failed. It'd be like I'm doing a better job by doing this now. It's the 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 conditions of the world and the rights fees and everything. Now's the time. Hey, listen, months ago when he went home, you and I talked about it because you know him. You've been in his home. What is he doing? What's he gonna do all day? Other than Figuring this out, apparently. That's it. He went home and obsessed over the business that he didn't want to let go of in the first place. That he said he wants to work on until he dies, until they forced him out. Or until they convinced him to leave. Now he's back. I don't think he's coming back like, okay, I'm going to end it on my terms, and then I'm going to go back to all my wonderful hobbies. <laughs> I'm going to take up pickleball. None of this is going to happen. He's going he's to get Li- Lionel trains or Linzel trains to come over and set him up a train system in his living room. That's the thing. Unless you could tell me what you could see him doing to occupy his time for the rest of his years on this planet, I have a tough time thinking he's coming back just to sell it. He's coming back to sell it to his own, not to his own owner, but to someone he wants to be the owner of it, I would think. Well, we got to stay tuned for further updates. And as a matter of fact, we're going to have further updates uh, in, what, 24 hours or so when we do the regular first experience of the new year. That's right. And some of the topics, just tease everyone, Jim, what's going to be on this week's show? Well, just to tease you, just to tickle your taint a little bit, we're going to talk about John Moxley being, again, an unprofessional dick on live TV last week. Uh, we're going to have several emails and updates from the cult of Cornette, more news on Vince McMahon. We're going to talk a little bit about the Wrestle Kingdom situation on January the 4th there. Uh, you're making me watch a couple of a couple of things that I'm probably not going to enjoy. And uh, so much more on the first experience of the year. That's right. We'll be back with the experience this weekend in a day or two, whenever this is out. Well, this will be out later today. I'm all messed up, and so what are you. What day is this? So is Vince, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back with more about Vince and everything else on the experience. For Jim, I'm Brian. Tally-ho! Wednesday nights, I get to stay up late. Which Kenny Omega while I masturbate. Hey, Mom, I need to watch this show. Meltzer says I'm in the key demo. Meltzer says I'm in the key demo.
children are at the top of the car He trained himself in his own backyard And this is shit everyone should get Well everyone except Jim Cornette Wednesday nights I get to stay up late Which Kenny Omega while I masturbate Who needs women? Running bars when you can watch the bucks get seven stars. When you can watch the bucks turn seven stars. Dynamite's the word. Best ever tag team division. Haven't you heard? We've got Jericho, Orange Cassidy, and Michael Rio. Like Tony. Goes all the way Wednesday nights I get to stay up late Watch Kenny Omega while I masturbate Hey mom, don't come in Go away, I'm watching wrestling Go away, I'm watching wrestling oh, This is wrestling heaven don't listen to Corgi, he hasn't been relevant since 87. He thinks that Luchasaurus can't work a lick, or that Bobby Eaton could hold a candle to either Matt or him. He wants to cut up our heroes with a rusty fishing knife, or get them in the hot tub to play Spock the Submarine with him and his wife. And no, Mom, I'm not bitter. This has nothing to do with Jim blocking me on Twitter. And now, here comes Miro. Wearing pajamas like me, he's my hero The young bucks could shoot on Buzz Sawyer Make Brock Lesnar take a Canadian destroyer Don't come in, Mom! Don't come in! Are you touching yourself again? No. Wednesday nights I get to stay up late Watch Kenny Omega while I masturbate Hey mom, I need to watch this show Elser says I'm in the key demo I am 30